it's been a long time. Um, popping back in your feeds, it's the Winging F1 podcast. Um, I'm Freddie, in case you didn't remember, and I'm with Adam Dickinson, the 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 sole remaining two of the Winging F1 podcast ever since the podcast near killing exodus of a certain Nigel Chu. Um, yeah, we've been busy. We've had a we've had a bit a bit on. Um, we still do. We're still real people, but Adam now has a degree. So Adam, say hello and shout about yourself, and I can congratulate you. I I do. Yeah, I graduated last week, last eight days ago. Now I've already been a graduate for eight days. That's mad. Um, with a first in journalism from with a year abroad from the University of Sheffield. So that's me, fully into. I keep thinking, oh, it's fully into. Uh, fully into real life and then there's something else on the horizon that I think oh well I can just hold off to them but um yeah that's that's me I've been done been to an F1 race as well which I think we might talk about maybe more in a unrelated August podcast um because it's not worth going into now on even the Belgian Grand Prix but yeah it's been quite a busy like you said quite a busy time and yeah just kind of happy a very busy July that I'm very pleased with, but also happy to be back on doing this as well because it has been a while and I do really enjoy doing it and talking to talking to you, Freddie, about Formula One and just getting that out to the world. So yeah, happy to be happy to be here as a graduate and a F1 race goer. Yeah, you're you're thriving, mate. It's really cool to see. Um, like huge congrats and all of that. I I saw Radim at the Grand Prix. I was there on the other side of the fence as a fan. Um. And I would just say, we're not going to go into detail, obviously, but Silson got flack for money this year, rightly so. Um, but I've been to quite a few Grand Prix. I've been quite lucky with that. And from a fan experience, that was the best one I've been to. Um, I've been to Grand Prix where it's very much like, okay, cool, you go in for the practice session and then there's not really anything afterwards after the F1 to sort of saunter out gently and maybe go and get a drink in the evening somewhere or go back to a campsite. Silverson was get in as early as possible, stay until they kick you out, and that was it. <laughs> like, yeah, Tom Grennan, Calvin Harris. It looked amazing. I was sad. I could hear it, hear it all going on when we were tapping oh, away yeah. in the media sense, thinking, oh, it, could be... it was very well done. And I'm sure there's been publicized everywhere for most people who would be listening to this, but it was very well done. And as much as it probably won't be possible for a lot of people to go next year because of the amount of money they spent on it this year the investment went into a pretty decent off-track situation, um, which isn't at other Grand Prix, and that is a fact. Um, so, yeah, and one that has always been pretty good for track off-track stuff is Spa. Spa is this weekend. It feels weird that Spa is this weekend. It's um, a sprint weekend, which I keep forgetting about, but it's, I'm okay with it. Um, it's just going to happen. Um, but it just feels well, it weird might that not Spa... the weather forecast. That's... Yeah, that's true. That's it why. does feel it does feel weird having Spa not at the end of August, which I guess is just the nature of well, Zanvor are gonna have a a contract which is watertight. Spa don't, so Spa are gonna go where they can, and Zanvor are gonna go in a interesting position. Makes sense, but it just feels yeah. Weird. I I think I don't know. I I've kind of called on spa it, it does feel weird to have it now but equally it would come back the last few belgian grand prix haven't been very good basically so like you come back from come back from some very cool f1s back and then it would be a bit of a um you know 
often a procession or a dance grid like in 2021. Um, so, you know, I don't... Again, I'm going to immediately go back to my immediate thing on this, which is it's 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 never the tracks. Um, but anyway, carry on. Well, I think I I kind of I feel a bit more confident in Zamwalt being able to bring a bit of a bang back um, after the summer break. I mean, it might not, but yeah, I just you know it's not equally. It was it's weird not having Hungary. Hungary, although this year's Grand Prix wasn't amazing, then it has served up quite a few um, bangers to finish off as we go into summer over the last few years. So maybe it's more of that. But yeah, I think it. On the one hand, it feels weird. On the other hand. It is. It is what it is. It's a weird. Well, it's not a weird season, but it's a you know. In in terms of season, it's not. It's an uncompetitive you know, race. Going. It's a good qualifying season. Um, yeah, and that, I think it's absolutely what it is. Qualifying for Hungary was brilliant. I have no doubt qualifying for Spa will probably be really interesting. Um, even if it's probably a track rebel will be the best at, based on their form last year and based on what we know their traits are of the car. But across the season, qualifying's have been really good. And then mm. in the race, there's just that which is where, you know, where the points are, the Red Bull is optimized and it's working wonderfully. So you've got to kind of hand it to that. But it is just kind of as much as everyone goes on about the sanctity of the Grand Prix, the cool birds aren't the Grand Prix at the moment in Formula One. Um and I kind of feel like, yeah, somewhere like Spa, if we look back historically, um, it's 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 it is a storied venue, um, but I think there are a lot of places that are like that where you can't think of a decent race in recent years, apart from when there's been the odds random moment, and I think you get that with most racetracks because modern Formula One, but that's a wider topic. Um, but yeah, it, I'm 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 okay with it. I'm like you say, the forecast is a bit apprehensive. I think, but it's. It, about eighty percent rain on Friday and Saturday, and about fifty percent rain on Sun on Sunday. I'm actually, I, I reckon we might see some sessions washed out after. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. We'd have to we'd have to wait and see, but um, naturally we just don't know where this kind of stuff will go. Whether it will be the kind of sort of miserly rain that just sort of hangs around and isn't overly heavy, but it's just there whether it's really heavy rain, like there was in Spa 2021, famously, um, or Japan in 2022. We we just don't know. if you, Forecasts, if they're usually, if they're wall-to-wall, tend to imply more of a, a gentle but consistent rain, just from my experience of checking forecasts in my life. Um, and so, I don't know, maybe that's me being a bit being a bit hopeful. But just still, always the problem with Spa is just the visibility in the wet. It hangs around. The trees keep it there. The altitudes keep a bit of a mist there anyway. So even with lower than lower rain than we've had at some racetracks, it's still Spa is has that in the mountains in the Eiffel Mountains has that kind of extra element to overcome. Yeah, I think I think especially Friday. I reckon we could see uh, Sunday morning qualifying because I think Friday it's meant to be quite heavy for a lot of the day so that is something to keep an eye on it's also yeah like you say the the unique conditions of spa and the kind of unique conditions of Oru's radion being so incited and especially in the wet and the barriers there you know how it is more 
dangerous coming back onto track if there is a collision there. So, yeah, I think, you know, the the race directors will rightly have to be very tentative. And, yeah, if there is, if it's light rain, like I said, it's not, it's not so much the control and grip for the drivers, it's more the conditions and the visibility um, for who's following behind. So if it's light rate, that is less of an issue. But yeah, I, I definitely think qualifying on Friday could become a free practice session where not much happens and then qualifying happening on Sunday morning because it is going to be very wet. But if we do get light rain on the Saturday, it will be a fantastic weekend for a sprint weekend. And Spa was one I was quite apprehensive about anyway, considering that there's not been a good Belgian Grand Prix in quite a while. But if there is rain thrown in and we're able to have twice the amount of um, excitement of wet, you know, a wet Grand Prix in a wet sprint format, then that is definitely something to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, looking at the, the UK Met Office report for Spa, which obviously goes into a lot of detail, it says the heaviest rain is around when qualifying would is scheduled to be but that it's kind of clear either side of that so whether that blows through in a different way we'll have to wait and see but that kind of implies that the worst rain will be during qualifying on friday mm. afternoon which is uh interesting um and it implies a, a clearer but still damp outlook for saturday and sunday but they do tend to look relatively relatively okay um and you know, I think that's I think that's a trustable weather office. Um, this is the one the rest of them tried to try to use. Well, it's, um, it's I've been for for writing for totalmotorsport.com and do the weather report before each weekend. So I get used to like looking looking Met Office, BBC, Google, and then whatever the like national weather um, channel. Yeah, weather channel is so like I'm trying to decipher a Hungarian <laughs> Hungarian weather report or whatever. Which obviously last weekend it wasn't too bad, but yeah, you do it. It's it's kind of interesting the stuff you get onto on the um on the trail but yeah i think yeah i think that kind of tallies with what i saw as well so yeah like i say if, if it is a if it is a um dramp and damp and drizzly saturday then that should be very very exciting well i'm happy to let f1 play it by ear and do what they think's best um uh, lewis hamilton was saying in the media day at the end of the day, as a driver, you've got to just trust in the FIA and trust in the in the race control that they know what they're going to be doing with it. And I think for the most part, we've seen them call off races and we've seen them stop races and stop sessions and go ahead with sessions. And for the most part, it's usually all right. Um, sometimes you do get the old one with, yeah, that probably was too wet in retrospect and things like that. Um, or it just gets wet at the wrong time. And I think that's, particularly for a qualifying, that's the the one you've got to be wary of is that the chain, the changing conditions obviously are something that has to be played for by to such a level by teams and everything. But in a qualifying session, it's all limits, limits, limits. There's not really much conservatism there. So that, that needs to be in the same position with, um, with race management. And I have no doubt after obviously recent news in the, a month ago, um, that that's going to be on the, the forefront of people's minds. Yeah, yeah, not not much to add to that, really. I think, yeah, the, you know, with Delano Vantoff, it was absolutely tragic, and a number of drivers have said they just can't believe that they were racing those conditions. So, you know, I think if any 
any slight that comes of that, it's that there will be a renewed focus on that this weekend for F1, and there should be absolutely no excuse for you know them sending it out if it is too wet because they know the consequences and they saw it less than a month ago. Precisely, I, exactly that. Um, I do think it, it, it comes to that awkward situation where F1 doesn't really need a wet. Uh, session there's been quite a few wet qualifyings wet saturdays in formula one recently we obviously had a, a drying sprint in austria which went down pretty well didn't change any of the competitive order um but did provide some decent action so i don't obviously we're not going to be in that conversation of oh f1 needs an exciting thing because we're not in 2008 where seemingly every report you know, everyone needs to be exciting when it actually was quite good um, nowadays you don't really get so much of F1 needs an exciting thing or it's going to be the worst thing ever now because people are a bit more circumspect it feels um, I think people are maybe a bit numb to it as well I think you know 2008 obviously coming off you know that's 05, a bad example of a year <laughs> yeah 05, 2015 you know, might be a that... better one yeah, I think, well, yeah, even more then, they were coming off, you know, the kind of 05 to 2009 was brilliant, where there were almost different champions every year. And then even the Vettel years were more competitive. I think now after Mercedes and that was like, it's settling that down into that with Rebel as well, then people are a bit kind of numbs to it, I guess. So, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I think the Belgian Grand Prix could do with a bit of, rain really to to spice it up a bit because as we said it's not been the kind of most entertaining edition on the f1 calendar but you know if 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 it is wet then that totally throws it all you know it, and it's such a massive track it's the longest track on the calendar as well so any rain the kind of impact of the rain across the circuit is then multiplied as well so i think you know it will be if there's a little bit of amazing rain, when you're at it will be circuit. fantastic when you're at a circuit and you know it's wet at the other bit of the circuit and not the bit you're at. It's hilarious. Um, I was at Le Mans this year, and there's a famous little clip that's gone round of a few cars just violently spinning around the back of the circuit. Where I was, it was bone dry, and we were watching that on the screen going, oh, oh, it's going to rain then, probably. Um, we'll stay here under this cover. But um, it was just really strange to see but really kind of cool it's like okay cool we're watching the weather but we're watching it live through this race through these cars here on slicks but thinking should they be on wet we don't know and i mean yeah formula one's a bit more binary when it comes to um tires than sports cars and things like that and obviously le mans are called an extreme case because it's it's double nearly more the length of spa so um and it's all fast so it's long 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 which is fantastic, but anyway, um, you're right, Adam. It's just gonna make it just Spa just makes it weird. I think I think back to that qualifying session in 2018 where Esteban Ocon famously got third, and you had Hamilton and Vettel on the front row because they just rose above it that year, um, and that was a really thrilling qualifying session because they just kept finding the pace in places you didn't expect, and they were really tiptoeing to speed, and it was very impressive. And I think that's when you can get stuff at its most exciting. And we won't know if it's like that. Obviously, obviously, when you, normally when it's like Formula 1 people getting excited by weather, usually it never happens. So I, I'm a little bit reluctant sometimes to consign the weekend to rain 
there, there, there will I really be. wouldn't be surprised if it's an entirely sunny Grand Prix. That yeah, maybe the maybe the <laughs> Grand Prix. I mean, there will absolutely. I mean, I'm not actually going to bet anything on it, but I'd I'd be very very confident there will be meaningful sessions that are in the wet this weekend because there's just so well there's twice yeah, the number so of meaningful region, sessions yeah. and there's just so much over the weekend. But um, yeah, I mean twenty. Um, 2021 the qualifying was fantastic you just had you know it was such a McLaren were coming alive the Williams was so good there was Russell on the front row Norris looked like he was going to take pole before hitting the wall and that was you know I remember the shock of that it cuts to the I don't know if it's a helicopter or you know a, a shot of him that should have been and en- en- um exiting Radion and he just didn't or he did three seconds afterwards spinning violently because he'd hit the wall and that was so dramatic and you just get you know I would with... say that was probably the example I was saying when they probably usually get it right, that was mm. the one I would say they didn't actually. Yeah. As a race and then they didn't go the next the next day possibly because of that. But I mean, look at yes, like 2018 Canada. Then if you look at the top 10, it's basically a who's who of who's fantastic in the wet. Like regardless, you know, I've got Hulkenberg in second, obviously Verstappen up there, both McLaren drivers, Ocon, Albon, both do fantastically, Russell as well. It's, it's that, you know, it, it just you see that come out and I think it's that like you say when when drivers can find the lines it's just such a so much starker difference between them and that's what's fantastic about it and you see drivers like Hulkenberg and Neil or Russell who've never be on the front row in the cars they're in get there and you know it's it's that kind of thing which I just absolutely love and hopefully we'll see hopefully we'll see um but I think I would say we're getting that in the dry at the moment you're getting <laughs> You're getting McLaren's qualifying well. You're getting a Mercedes on pole. You're getting um, the odd Ferrari cameo across the year. You're getting the Aston Martin sometimes doing well, and they're they're tipping themselves for having realised they've gone the wrong way and are doing different things this weekend. So who knows what will happen with them at Spa? But the second best team position is is questionable, and McLaren have thrown themselves into that mix, of course, since we've since we've been off air, um, and. As much as they th- thought Hungary wouldn't bode so well for them with a few more slower speed stuff, um, it did work well with a lot of the medium speed. And there's good, very good medium to high speed at Spa. So I think, you know, McLaren should be should be good, even in the wet, because that car has been famously good in the wet this year in the cold conditions. So this could be a, a very another very, very good McLaren weekend. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, they didn't expect to do well in Hungary, and then they really did. So <laughs> I think, you know, <laughs> it went from being, a, oh, you know, this is just a one-off at Silverstone to, or to, oh, we're actually possibly the second fastest team in F1 right now. So yeah, it's been a, been a pretty dramatic turnaround in in the space of one podcast for us. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I absolutely expect them to be there. I mean, you know, they're, they don't seem to be as hindered in the straight line as Aston Martin or Williams, but then in, in the high speed corners, they're just absolutely lightning. And that's oh, the biggest difference brilliant. is, is they are just so quick through there. We saw it at Silverstone and we should see it again here. And I, I mean, I, I kind of expect them to be up there, you know, they're kind of without, it's hard to make a prediction because you don't know where, hmm. well, actually, yeah. I, Oscar's due a podium. He is. He certainly is. I think, I hope. I don't... If it is this wet, I don't expect Paris to have a great weekend. So that opens up two podium spaces and then it's just, you know, I imagine 
at least one of the Mercedes drivers will get there. They're very good in the wet, and I think they'll be able to Both do them, yeah. enough around Spa. Um, although saying that, you know, they couldn't pass the McLarens on track at the British Grand Prix. So, yeah, we could could see a McLaren podium or, at the very least, I reckon we'll see one. And then, yeah, I've still got no faith, really, in Ferrari or Aston Martin to be there. Yeah. They seem to be very much waiting for after the summer break, and we'll see what we can do from there. But Leclerc's always gone well at Spa. Um, mm. And obviously the Fernando Alonso factor shouldn't be discounted. He obviously, he did very well at Spa last year, qualifying third. Um, and is Fernando Alonso this year. That's proven pretty decent. Um, so I, I do think they, they're, they're more mountainous than the other teams at the moment, based on the pecking order. But I really wouldn't be surprised with any of them, actually. Um, Stroll's handy in the wet. Science is handy around Spa. I'm pretty mm. sure Science started on the front row or pole last year. Um, he, he was, yeah, with the Stappen's penalty. I think he was. Yes, I think he was promoted to 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 pole. Yes, yeah. you're right. Um, didn't last very long. But... Didn't last very long. <laughs> but he was valiant, yeah. and that's what you need. So there's, I mean, everyone's got a got something to hype about, and. Like we say, the great equaliser. We'll have to wait and see. We will have to wait and see. But I do, I do want something to go well for Oscar coming up to the year's anniversary since his exceptional tweet. So um, it would be pretty decent. It was like, ah, oh, a year on from when you decided to leave Alpine and you've got a podium. Hmm, would be decent. Although obviously Ocon got a podium before McLaren did this year, anyway. But anyway, um, it all <laughs> means Monica nothing. As well. It all means nothing. <laughs> nothing is true. Nothing is real. Well, G- Gasly's the real one because Gasly's the one who's in the seat that Oscar would have had. So the fact that he hasn't got one yet is, you know, there's still a chance for Oscar to win that yeah. particular battle. But yeah, I I in spoke I to his um, I spoke to his dad at Silverstone because we were both waiting around the McLaren, waiting for Zach Brown yeah. to appear for a media <laughs> session. Um, Chris Piastri, and he was he he said Oscar didn't think didn't think about it anymore. I actually believe him because they he's very um world moves way too quickly for that. But I think it's especially Piastri is very, you know, it's kind of cool. He's cool as a cucumber all the time. It it just feels like he doesn't let, you know, and anything like that Bill, bother him. Right. You know, the Norris getting McLaren at Grace before he did is fine. Losing out on uh, from a podium position twice, you know, he he just seems he's very, a very guy. He's very unruffled by it and i think that's definitely what's worked from in his junior career winning 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 takes the rough with the smooth he doesn't like you say get flustered he's unruffled and he's the kind of guy who would go oh well of course land will get the upgrades he's the guy who's been here for a few years and has more points than me that makes sense i feel like he sees everything from the logical perspective and he looks at hungary from last week and goes oh well Norris was defending against the undercut threat from Hamilton. We've got two cars in play. We're a team. That makes sense. It's a shame, but it makes sense. And he can pick himself up and move on from that. And that's very impressive. A very, very impressive quality. And he's got Mark Webber to fight for him. And that will, that's always comforting. If I have Mark Webber going, oh, it's okay. I'll argue this for you. I would sit back and put my feet up for ages because I know Mark would, would just be dog with a bone. So... That's a, that also works pretty well for him. 
I was just looking to see if he's Tasmanian. I don't think he is. He's from Melbourne, isn't he? Yeah, he's Melbourne. He's the um. Oh, what's you? You know this? The Milky. No. No, that's Canberra. The Canberra. The Canberra Milk Kid. Yeah, that's the one. That's different. It's coming up earlier in the year on this podcast, but if you yes, it has. go if if you didn't see that, then go and look at the advert. It's very funny. Yeah, Mark Webber, Canberra Milk Kid. Um, it's Mark Webber doing an advert for a milk in Australia, yeah, a local cart track, probably in Milton Keynes. Um, and then and Big Ben, one of them. Oh yeah, someone's filming, <laughs> someone's filming on on a camcorder in front of Big Ben. <laughs> it's great. It's fantastic. I think it's a a big thing in in Oz. It's proper um, like noughties F one. Oh yeah, oh nine or whatever it was when Mark was on his high. Mm. Um, I was thinking earlier today, Mark Webber should definitely have won that twenty ten championship. But anyway, um, yeah, it's very it's very quickly forgotten or kind of easily forgotten how close he was to winning that. Yeah, but also uh, coming to the final rounds of that, there were five drivers in contention. So. Oh, 2010. That was a good uh, spa race. <laughs> it's also 13 years ago. Um, yeah, so what? But, uh, yeah, I think... But, yeah, I think... Uh, it's it's just like, you just wish... Well, I mean, it's, it's the kind of what everyone's saying at the moment, is if Verstappen wasn't in it, it'd be a fantastic season. Because there'd be that one position at the top that everyone would be gunning for. But it's he is just so... Dominant, and it's not. It, if it the feels like wasn't there, there'd be one driver who would have the attention towards anyway. It's one of those. It's too big a thing to remove, kind of questions. It was. It was like when we got to twenty twenty, and Ferrari became crap. And I was like, oh my god, the podium's so interesting this year because Red Bull has always been that kind of little bit off anyway, so they could be beaten by a, a racing point or a or a a Renault on the odd event. And it was like, oh my god, the, the, the fight for a second is so interesting. This is so cool. It wasn't. It was just Ferrari weren't doing so well. And that's why we ended up with Handbot Vert with then lots of cool, fun cameos. Um, because fourth place was open. Whereas now, it feels like the top 10 is very locked. So you just got to go further back and further back. But then you do have cameos like Joe qualifying fifth, three tenths off pole at Hungary, and then deciding to have a fail safe break thing or whatever at the at, right at the start like, oh oh of course um the same driver in the same podium position since well aside from the winner since the or actually from norris but before norris it was since alonso at the start of the season so there has been that i mean with with Perez not being at the race the there's been podium, that podium that kind of um yeah like turnover effect on on the steps of the podium which has been quite interesting to track and i suspect that's going to be where the you know the battle will be this year although like uh, uh belgium although like i said i think spa or sorry i think um mclaren will go very well at spa so yeah well, it'll be we've got two top threes to go for Ten... top yeah. three for the sprint this could be really boring yeah I, I mean, I do think I do think it will be Verstappen, Perez, Norris, and then Verstappen, Perez, Norris. I don't think Norris is gonna. Uh, uh, sorry, I don't think Perez is gonna do well. He doesn't like the wet, and I think that's he gonna doesn't like doing well. Well, this season, no, but uh, or since 
Baku then. No. I mean, we will obviously, <laughs> obviously touch on Perez more later down the line. Um, yes. But, blimey. I'm not one for scaremongering on driver's seats and things like that, but this is worrying performance. You can you can't shout about wow, he's made up this many positions. No, he's been bad. Bad, 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 actually. Sorry, it, Checo, but that's bad. It, it was very interesting post uh Hungarian Grand Prix because it was uh, kind of split down the middle of uh, people going, oh, you know, he did great. He rose up from ninth and finished third. No, in reality, he shouldn't have been in. He shouldn't have been in the th- in ninth in the first place. <laughs> in that Red Bull at that track in a un uninterrupted qualifying session. There's no way he should have been down there. And Precisely. yeah, it's it's. But in in some ways, that's making it you know slightly oh, yeah. more interesting. You know, it, if he wasn't. If he's not fighting Verstappen, I'd rather him be out of the picture and you have that battle behind or, you know, him him be at the level of McLaren, Mercedes, Aston Martin, Ferrari, whoever wants to do well this week. So, yeah, I think with that being said, I'll go... I mean, I think Verstappen will win both for the sprint race podium. I'll say Piastri and Leclerc. And for the race, I'll say Norris and Hamilton the seconds and thirds yeah fair enough i'd love to see leclerc get a result to be honest actually I, it but yes um <laughs> just things in it it's just things mm. I, um, I, I i really like how he spoke today about spa i mean his, his quotes will be all over the internet now and kind of what to what to do about that and not just going for a kind of oh we'll see what happens and you know if we wrote for race and we don't we don't but i think he kind of really as someone who is more personally connected to it than a lot of the other drivers there, then he really dug into it, and that was fantastic yeah. to see. Um, He's a very so... considered guy. Mm. Very considered guy. Um, but we'll see how this weekend develops then. We'll see if our predictions go anywhere. We'll see if they won't. We'll see if it even rains. Um, we'll see if it's sunny. We might not. We might forget to turn the TV on. Who knows? And we'll, um, we'll, we'll hopefully see you afterwards as well. Um, won't make will. any we'll won't come... make any promises considering, no. you know, it is still in flux and we're still getting back into the swing of things. But hopefully we will see you for a review. A leisurely of... chat. A leisurely chat about yeah. the Belgian Grand Prix action. We can treat it like a spa weekend. We can go and have a spa weekend. And, and talk at about one spa. point, if we if we accidentally start talking about the Belgian Grand Prix, we'll, we'll record it. That sounds that's a good, a good plan. plan. Come on, Adam, yeah. let's go and get massages. All right, all right, fans of the Winging F One podcast, um, thank you for coming back. This is, our stats are so bad now. Um, let's not think about that. Let's think about how much we're enemies of Nigel now, and let's take him down. So, with that thought, boo, Nigel. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening to these mad ramblings from me and some lovely considered conversation from Adam. Everyone give him a nice clap for his degree and his working at Silverstone. And we'll hopefully see you soon, like he says. All right, everybody. Have a good one. Au revoir.